When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it's Sean with MSPC. I wanted to let you guys know that we have our first ever live event coming up this February 26th in Aurora, Colorado. We're teaming up with Lady Justice Brewing and we're gonna be hosting a night of trivia at their brewery in Aurora. And uh, we'll have soft pretzels, we'll hang out. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. There's only 40 tickets available, it is free. But, uh, but please RSVP, there's going to be an Eventbrite link in all of our social media's bios and posts and things. So if you are going to be in the Denver, Aurora, Colorado area, February 26th, please RSVP. We really hope to see you guys there. All right, here's the show. Out of paper, out of stock, there's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly for your business paper needs or Dundermip. Then the people versus paper people, Dundermip. Then the people versus paper people, Dundermip. Then the people versus paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host, and I said I didn't want to be on the internet. Sean Maroney. And I'm Edwin Jane's office funny guy. <laughs> and with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. I'm talking train stations, men's rooms, flower shops, firework celebrations, <laughs> fence with a hole in it, moonlit gondola, carriage ride through Central Park, the woods behind the liquor store, the swamp behind the old folks' home, electric car <laughs> dealership, the Democratic primary, Oscar, think of, think. <laughs> Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week we'll be discussing season seven in its entirety. Oh, the big one. Woo. Uh, and uh, after that, we'll head to the conference room to uh, talk about some more physical comedy moments sent in by listeners. And we'll finish up with some trivia uh, sent to us this week uh, by, uh, by Paige. So thank you, Paige. And stick around for that trivia at the end. Um, Fellas, season seven. We have covered some of this already in part. S certain episodes, of course, but also. Well, yes, we we did we did Michael in season seven, which mm -hmm. is a doozy. Yes. I mean, so we can't really do a Michael episode, so just, we had to do it in pieces. <laughs> so that's it's just. Uh, we did search committee. We did the D'Angelo arc, which takes up seasons. So we we've covered you know a good amount of it, but uh, so we're gonna take a step back. You know, we're not necessarily going to focus just on Michael or just even on that. We don't even need to even do the Angela arc if we don't want to. But look at season seven as a whole, uh, as we've done with previous seasons. We've done episodes about all of them. So this one's next. I think we we haven't done a full season episode in quite a while. And yeah. part of that is to focus in a little bit more on, uh, on more specific topics. I feel like when we were doing those in, those individual seasons, it was really easy to gloss over important things mm. just by virtue of only having so much time to cover 
20-ish episodes worth of, worth of material uh, in a single episode. But uh, I think it's worth taking a look at those seasons holistically. Uh, and I'm excited to do that with season seven because I think, as I've mentioned, I, this is my personal favorite season. Mm. Um of the show and uh i i I really really like it so i'm excited to uh to dive into it with you guys let's start there and why why is it your favorite season well i think in terms of where all of the characters are and the ensemble itself i feel like the ensemble is the most complete Mm. um you have all of the characters that are there that are that are um able to tell you can tell different storylines and use different jokes for but i also feel like it doesn't feel overstuffed in the way that season nine can, where it feels like they're a lot, they're giving a lot of story. Like you feel like you have to give storylines to a lot of characters. Um, I don't feel the same burden in season seven. Um, You also have Michael Scott, of course. Um, And I just, I just feel like the balance is right. They, they weave in the guest stars in the best possible way. Um, And then some of the dynamics that you see at the end of the show or the end of the season kind of live for a lot of season eight. So, yeah. I'm sorry, Sean. Did, Talk about it. Sean, did you just step away from the mic and fart? No, I sneezed. <laughs> he sneezed. <laughs> I, ha- I had to hold in a sneeze, I, and it sounded... Listeners, just <laughs> rewind a bit. I, I just, I feel like... <laughs> I thought you took, took, took five feet from the mic and ripped one and came back. Um, <laughs> good... Good analysis. No, I would do Edwin. that standing here. Good analysis. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... I, you know what else? The other piece of it, the Michael and Holly storyline is executed so well. I think mm-hmm. that, it, yeah. that it leads to a great exit of uh, of, of uh, Steve Carell from not, the show. Not as, as long as you were going to say. Not as long as you'd think. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. But Holly comes in, you know, like after the Christmas episodes. Uh, She's in eight episodes out that, of the twenty-six yeah. half-hour chunks in this. Uh, I say it's half-hour chunks, not that much, chunks, but you, you kind of associate at least i do season seven with like oh michael and holly finally synthesize into what they've always been destined to become but yeah it's, it's not that it's not that much in fact she kind of she kind of comes back and that's the beginning of the end for michael right and that's his last yeah. his, his his swan song there um, we should we can talk about that to kick this off i think that's sure. like the most uh sort of prevalent storyline within within this season i think um yeesh I, I guess, I guess, and I do want to. I, I guess before we get into all, all the plot points of this season, I'll, I'll say really quick too. Uh, but before the, we get the, into season, this, oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> season seven premiered in September twenty third of two thousand ten, oh, and you. it ended on May nineteenth in two thousand eleven. Um, and I was going to say, Edwin, too. Like, I, don't you think too? Just that time for watching the show. I mean, we. The three of us were all in in college in Eugene, Oregon together. Uh, I was not at, uh, at that time. Oh, oh, okay. I was Where in Eugene. <laughs> I wasn't in college. Oh, you were in Eugene. Okay, well, I knew it. But actually, but no. I that's like well, whatever. Doesn't matter. No one cares. But the <laughs> show was very the the show was very popular by that time. So it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun um, to be like an active viewer of the show at that time. I think. Yeah, we were always getting together and mm-hmm. and and we had together. and we had known that this was Steve Carell's last season. So it was there was yes. a little extra incentive to watch, and uh, you know Steve Carell's a pro. He didn't he didn't he didn't phone it in at all. In fact, he he ratcheted it up. And most of season seven is almost this kind of final journey through every part of Michael's brain and who he is. Uh, and of course, we talked about this on that episode. But going back to Holly Edwin, uh, which you brought up, that I mean, it's it's of course that's the logical conclusion to Michael's story is what he's been pining for, what he's been wanting for since day one of this show, which is the white picket fence, the catch up fights, the tickling, all this sort of thing. The tickling and the giggling. 
uh, or is it the tickle fights, the ketchup, <laughs> tickling ketchup, whatever Michael wants. Uh, <laughs> it, he finds that in Holly and what he sort of sets in motion at the end of season five, right? I mean, company picnic is almost in a way where season seven kind of starts uh, because Michael has this gets over the hump of like, I'm going to, you know what? I can wait. I will wait. And he achieves this sort of new level of maturity that we see come to fruition here. So Holly comes back, takes off that glove. Congratulations. Oh, doesn't have the ring on. <laughs> I was watching the season seven bloopers today. That is a great moment. <laughs> Mindy Kaling just turns around to Brian Bob Gardner. He's like, that was really good. Right back at you, bitch. <laughs> Congratulate. One thing that I think... uh, You said I was dull. (laughs) Helps the entire overall integration of Holly and the the exit of Michael from the season in the show is uh, the fact that we do have that established continuity and familiarity with Michael and Holly. That we've gone through them being together at the very end of season four, the beginning of season five before she transfers back. And then as you mentioned, the touch points that they have... Uh, in Company Picnic, in Sex Ed in this season, um, at the end of season six, when uh, he's ta- Michael is talking to Joe and he says, is there anything I can do for you? And he says, well, you can bring Holly back from Nashua. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, that's an open door because Saber's a new company. Um, and so it, it, there is a bit of le- leading up to this. Um, and then when Michael and Holly do finally get back together after... Um, Michael's excitement, the ultimatum, all those things. The they they ease back together in the way in the show that as a viewer, I think it's really easy. You don't have to establish them being together because we've seen so much of that before, and they're so similar, or at least they they appreciate each other's like humor and personalities and stuff well enough that like you you can fall back into that rhythm really quickly, which I found was like really really effective in this season. Yeah, I agree. I think like I mean they're I mean we get the episode PDA pretty immediately after they they start dating i'm pretty sure again and and that you know michael's very quick to be like i love you and Mm -hmm. holly's like you mean that she's like i love you too i mean all that happens very fast just like they kind of just are able to once we get past the aj stuff they're able to just pick up where they left off well, uh, I, I that, that's a great point. I think, too, in um, the episode I was thinking of was Classic Christmas, when they first see each other again, and they kind of improv comedy back and forth to each other <laughs> in a way that offends Oscar. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and and Jim just says, okay, Holly's back. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's, a, like, there's a funny element of the show kind of portraying that, like, Michael and Holly are really enjoying this and think this is truly hilarious, but the rest of the office is, all right, okay, move it along. <laughs> and, 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 like, I mean, between Michael and Holly, they sort of kind of do what happens with Jim and Pam over the course of two seasons within, like, two episodes, right? I mean, talking mm-hmm. between Ultimatum through the search, I mean, those three episodes there is this, like, oh, they're back, but she's kind of taken, and then they're not sure, and then, boom, once they're in, they're in, and then, you know, after... After the search, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, it's seven episodes, and Michael's gone. Um, mm. It happens very quickly, and but it doesn't feel forced at all. Like it really doesn't, and that's kind of amazing, given the pace of that, given how little time we've spent with Holly since season five. Um, I, I think the showrunners did a, such a good job with handling that relationship and mi- like allowing this sort of graceful exit for Michael that that felt kind of normal uh it didn't seem too weird it didn't it didn't feel out of place and even the way they sort of show their hand at him leaving um 
happens happens naturally. It manages to the show manages to sort of uh, give time to all of the relation, like so many of the relationships that Michael has had over the course of the series, um, including, um, you know, in Goodbye Michael, he has all those carve out moments for Dwight, Mm -hmm. for Jim, um, to give a present to Oscar, to tear the picture in half in front of Kevin, um, to the point where he's even rushing through it at the end. But you you also get, again, over the course of the the season seven, in Sex Ed, he goes back and talks to his previous uh, his previous what? like sex ed is such, partners. It's just yeah. a pantheon episode <laughs> that I feel like is not 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 talked about as it should. It's so Michael, good. your your memory has failed you greatly. <laughs> uh, and then hi, um, we we used to date. I don't think so. Yeah. The Dwight What's just take happening. Dwight just escorts her away. <laughs> the way Dwight handles old people. Yeah. Throughout the series. You don't know what you want. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Albert's a party crasher. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, but, and then, I mean, additionally, <laughs> like Todd Packer, um, that episode where you can kind of exercise that demon a little bit. Um, and then even in, even in uh, the Training Day episode where Michael really confronts the fact that he wants everyone to remember him and honor his memory and still act like he's the boss even when he's not there. And Jim mm-hmm. has that line, you're the one who decided to leave. You know we have to do this. Yeah. So um, it manages to, I think, touch on so many different parts of Michael's impact on the show over all those different episodes. You know, I was I was digging into season seven and, and Michael's departure from the show, and I, I kind of discovered something that I didn't really know before. Or, you know, maybe it's not true, but have you guys heard that, that Steve Carell didn't want to leave the show? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm late to the party on this. We, we host uh, a... Edwin and I host an office podcast, so we we talk about it a lot. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, well, I can see uh, that. <laughs> yeah. No, we we, uh, we get questions about it, and yeah. So. Uh, go ahead. Anyways, yeah. Well, I was just learning about that. <laughs> well, yeah, there was a more recent development. We didn't know that at the time. At the time that that was happening, right? Yeah. Um, right. And I know that we 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 have often peppered in details from that time being a viewer but i remember very clearly reading the new names for the managers um yeah like seeing the guest stars being announced over twitter ricky gervais James Spader, ricky gervais will Jim arnett Carey. yeah exactly ray, ray romano, romano not having any idea how <laughs> these people Buffett. are going to fit like, he's really Warren, he's gonna right. act well and then we got uh I, I if i remember correctly we got a bunch of different names of guest stars and we got a bunch of different names of uh the characters, Merv Bronte, Robert California, like these names that uh, Nellie Bertram, mm. like who D'Angelo is who? Vickers. Yeah, exactly. What and a breadcrumb so, that was, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a uh, it, it was a fun thing to uh, to watch in real time, although uh, disappointing knowing that Steve Carell was going to leave the show and everything that he said in interviews, I, from what I remember, again, mm-hmm. uh, was that he was just kind of. Uh, he was just kind of quiet about it. Just said, "Yeah, I'm leaving at the end. My contract is up. I'll be moving on to other things." So, yeah. which yeah, it kind of sounds like that is in a way what happened. His contract was up. He was ready to renew, mm-hmm. and NBC was going through a changing of the guard, some new executives, and they didn't like the office as much. It was also crazy to look back at this time period and see how many other shows were, you know, rated higher than The Office. It's like yeah. American Idol, uh, Big Bang Theory, of course, Grey's Anatomy, Modern Family. Um, Glee was <laughs> just above The Office. I mean, it's it's. I mean, uh, The Office must be wildly more popular than most of those shows today. 
I mean, that's the funny thing about streaming. I mean, streaming was around. It was just uh, still pretty early. And uh, it, isn't near, it wasn't nearly what it is today. And, I, and yeah, that, I mean, that's, I think, a testament to the show um, that it has become bigger since it went off the air, it feels like. Or it feels like The Office mm-hmm. is holds more cultural weight now than it did 10 years ago, almost. Mm. It went off the air almost 10 years ago. And Crazy. here we are. Squeezing more <laughs> podcast episodes out of it on a weekly basis. Bringing the last drops <laughs> yeah, of juice out so, of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- that's a really interesting point, Sean, to bring up those other shows. Like, I remember watching, you know, every, you, when we were watching on live TV as it would premiere, like to watch the way they would program around the office <clears throat> with Parks and Rec, with Community, with all the other shows that kind of moved in and out of that comedy lineup. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Randy, Randy Cordray, uh, uh, I'm sorry. This uh, yep. is this is going from a- Andy Green's oral history of the Office book. Uh, Randy Cordray has talked about when when Steve Carell left the show, of how they spent weeks planning a secret party in the warehouse for Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's funny. He says this, just this quote. By the way, uh, Randy Cordray plays the ship captain uh, in Niagara on the Maiden uh-huh. of the Mist. That's him. Oh, that's him. Yeah. Wait, the redheaded dude. Wait, no, I think you're oh. thinking of Andrew Santino in uh Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm no, literally he's just there for that one shot when they're getting married. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, in Niagara. Yeah. Um, it's all okay. good, dude. Go ahead. Hey man. But he says so stupid. He's talking about everyone giving a speech and that they say, uh, we decided that we weren't killing off the Michael Scott character. He was merely moving to Boulder to be with Holly. Which means that was in play for a bit, that they would kill off Michael they Scott. They were gonna kill him. <laughs> How do you think they would have done that? I I mean ice ice uh, icicle. I was looking yeah. <laughs> standing directly under them. I mean, we can also uh, talk speak to the uh, direct connection between Danny Cordray and Randy Cordray. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. last thing to uh, quote from Oscar about his farewell party. Oscar says there were wonderful speeches. John Krasinski did a video for him, and John McCain was in it. All these people got to say goodbye. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. That dude just ran for uh, president a few years earlier. Mm-hmm. He was in Parks and Rec. Remember that? Oh yeah. But let's uh, let's, uh well, let's 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 set her back season seven. And I don't want to I don't want to get too sidetracked with just Michael in season seven because we have talked about Michael in season seven before. There's a lot of other things. We'll <clears> never <throat> talk about him again. Excuse me. Yes, that would be great. Um. Uh, <laughs> Going on with other characters. Uh, I put it in my shoe, and I forgot about it until just now. (laughs) Dwight now owns. The Scranton Business Park uh, is uh, what's going on with (laughs) Dwight, which I love this story arc. Um, And, of course, him and Pam kind of getting into it with her now being the office administrator, a a position that she made up. Great setup. (laughs) Another... I mean, Dwight as the building manager is is a good dynamic to have for the rest of the show. Uh, they they really lean into it early on in the season, specifically in nepotism when he's un- he's rolling out all these all these uh, extreme money saving practices as part of his green initiative. And by green, he means money. And then the way that Pam takes him on and becomes office administrator and uh, really sort of. Um, like occupies that role. That's the role that she's kind of had anyway within the right. show, even when she's not directly answering. And I think 
orchestrator. That was a fantastic way for the show to utilize her without having to put her in a salesman role where she has struggled or they portray her as struggling in season six. Um, you know, there isn't there isn't an element of a of pursuing like a like a, um, some sort of lofty goal like there was with art school and graphic right. design. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just that she was Pam, Pam was very grounded in the office in season seven. She wasn't actively trying to leave it. She was there and involved in every it can be involved in the office without having to uh you know deal with uh deal with clients or, or that yeah. kind of thing and, and as she yeah. says to jim in that in that stairwell i think in, in the episode she becomes office administrator and she's like well i i'm not an artist and i'm not a salesman so you know what would you call it like uh, when when, when yeah. she says she failed at all these things but i mean that's another testament to her character that she sort of she doesn't just wallow away into into just like dejection and sadness. She kind of does like double down almost and is like, I'm recommitting to Dunder Mifflin even more. Uh, mm-hmm. It helps that mm-hmm. she was able to just make up a job in salary. By the way, her, negoci- yeah, yeah. her negotiations with Oscar, who she wasn't even, he didn't know they were negotiating, are so funny that she goes from 40 to Maybe. 50 and then way back to 41.5. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she gets that 1500 bucks. Uh, back there 50 really 50, no no yeah <laughs> i think she could have done 45 i think yeah, oscar would have been okay so. with that uh mm-hmm. but anyway that's i mean but yeah th- 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 i mean to to kind of keep going in that direction i mean jim and pam certainly season seven is pretty smooth waters for the two of them Very. um there's almost is there even anything really going on with jim in season seven at all Nothing like uh, I, yeah. I don't think he really ha- besides just I mean, it's it's really great how like I mean, when you start to look at these episodes in season seven, they there's a lot of standalone stuff, you know, Yeah, there's some there's stuff episode by episode. I mean, his him dealing with his commission cap is something. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, know? right. But that doesn't really. But that's almost like a enough. one episode. Yeah. yeah, you know, you gay bastard. We got the. I mean, obviously, yeah. Pam and Jim have their have their child. We have the christening stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's kind of just more, more, um, more Dwight pranks yeah. and and everything's smooth with him and him and Pam. They're just being I mean, parents. That's well, and that's I think one uh, sort of beauty of this season is that in season six you had the delivery, you had Niagara, you had Jim and Pam um, yeah. having these like. These very seminal moments in their relationship and in, in, in their in their marriage, and in season seven, you don't have nearly as much to uh, to do or to resolve. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know that you can't you can't run that out for the rest of the series, of course. But in season seven, you can. Um, and there are enough things going on with other characters in the show that you don't need it as much from Jim and Pam. You don't need um, the same sort of plot. Um, involvement from mm-hmm. the two of them and and dwight uh, and, and dwight becoming the owner of the building is is positioning you know rain wilson to he takes on a lot more role of like being he's already a key cog in the machine but he really steps up i mean through season eight and nine is is a lot of it is on dwight's back as far as him carrying the show mm-hmm. also i mean one of the big things about dwight's character is uh always vying for the what is the line from the documentary description always vying for a manager position he'll never get mm-hmm. right um and, and and dwight has to deal with that at the end of uh, the season with dwight k Schrute acting manager with the search committee um with michael leaving and his frustrations over not being recommended or tapped to backfill as manager but 
with the building management stuff in the early part of the season, you give Dwight something to do. Yeah. And you give him other uh, other things that he'd be doing. Like, you give him a you know, camelback what, backpack yeah. to suck on. Yeah, and a daycare center to open. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yes. yeah. Hey, Dwight, so, did you get the memo that we're supposed to start drinking water out of weird backpacks? Oh, oh, you did get that. <laughs> Dwight as building manager also has, I think, my favorite Foley moment on the show, which is him throwing the keys at Jim. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nepotism. Dude, he hits him in the head if you t- that would hurt. Like mm-hmm. he, that's not a that's that's not a, that's a that's assault there, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um Foley is uh making the sound effects. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. I mean good, good vocab. Whole season. Just great. Thank you. <laughs> great sound effects the whole season. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you just made me think of in Watch Party, there the scene when Jim is feeding pizza and beer to Dwight. That's it's all done in hushed tones the whole scene which is just great but there's the Rest one first <laughs> but the, yeah, the, now but when the he, beer when, he, beer yeah, when he does the beer and then it's too much he does this like he's like gentle <laughs> like the way he reloads that is so funny the, I require pizza and beer from Jim <sighs> gentle looks at him in the eye now a single piece of pepperoni it's there's just and this is this goes back to what you said Edwin of like what makes season seven so great is it's like it's like this band that has been touring for years and years and years and they all know how to play with each other and now season seven is a tour where they're sort of just like we're just gonna come out and like jam and take requests from the audience and we're just gonna have a lot of fun together and the whole season Mm -hmm. feels that way um and everyone like the bloopers from season seven are ridiculous because like they're great everyone's so comfortable with each other and i mean they, mean they have been for a while but I feel like they all have the sense that this is the last time it's going to be the original lineup of the band. Totally. You know? Well, and I mean, I, I, and that's the way this season starts with the with the cold open and nepotism of the do 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 do. I mean, it's just like they're just like this is we are all everyone's being buying here. in except Angela. <clears throat> yeah, and yeah, <laughs> Daryl who should have been in that, but that's true. It's weird. It's true. Whatever. I think too. Again, just just speaking on other characters and their plot lines. I think Andy and Aaron and Gabe yes. make a funny love triangle in that it, yes. it it gives it gives a lot of uh, AKA age, yeah, <laughs> a lot of storytelling um, elements that they can use uh, about yeah. the kiss her, <laughs> kiss her good. The, <laughs> the tension between Andy and Aaron, or or the, maybe the chemist, the continued chemistry between between Andy and Aaron, and the knowledge I think as viewers, like we never expected Aaron and Gabe to stay together. No, yes, no. Aaron and I are still dating. Why do you ask me that so often? <laughs> <laughs> I started dating Aaron over the summer, and it has been, in a word, exquisite. <laughs> uh, and so, like they they. Aaron and Andy's sort of will they won't they relationship stuff is always is always really funny, um, and it, I think oh it get is, out uh, skeleton man <laughs> compounded <laughs> with the addition of Gabe uh, and all of his weirdness. Um, yeah, I banged her, and that gives you some of the romantic tension through season seven, which which is and Gabe makes three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I do love. I mean, Gabe is such a fabulous. A new character and so is Aaron really I mean and uh, they really shine in this in this storyline in season 7 all the way through uh, the Dundies when Aaron breaks up with him on stage mm-hmm. right Pam <laughs> which, is, which is just I mean Daryl's a, a like, fabulous moment Daryl sums up he's just like 
damn, that was cold. (laughs) Yeah, she's like kind of like, oh no, really? (laughs) She just doesn't get it. And then, and then to move into the search committee with uh, (laughs) with Gabe always threatening Andy and just having beef with him is oh so fabulous. I don't want to be a good for nothing snitch. Okay. I think too. I mean, obviously, this is Gabe is in season eight as well as in season six. But season seven, Gabe, I, I, I think I appreciate maybe the most because he's still the corporate liaison. He still has this this line of this line of connection to Joe. Um, mm-hmm. With with Robert California, it's a lot more loose. Um, and then he come makes makes that uh, that great last minute appearance in season nine. Um, but in season seven, he's he's there in the office with them kind of all the time. Um, he can just kind of be this funny corporate figure. Uh, Toby has been so court- sort of uh, run over and steamrolled a little bit. The myth is it is up to the steamroller. <laughs> Fall- <laughs> the fallacy. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so with Toby gone, especially as Toby leaves and Holly replaces him. The fallacy is that it is when, up to the steamroller. When, uh, and the f- lizard gang. When Toby goes to the jury, <laughs> Gabe also gets to kind of be that propriety sort of stand-in. During that PDA episode, when Holly, the HR person, is getting talked to in addition to Michael, so when Gabe steps in, listen, no one is a bigger fan of sexual touching than me. <laughs> <laughs> and I can think of three reasons why why the two of you are engaging in here. Number one, you're on uh, MDMA, street drug, ecstasy. <laughs> I've done it. Yeah, <laughs> number two. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> Number two, you're trying to cram an entire relationship before Toby comes back and Holly has to go to Nashua. Number three, you're not experiencing the same sort of intensity, so you have to make up for it. <laughs> he says, that's it. That's it. The third one. Yeah. Number three. Yeah. I love that, too, because they're actually very they, – they're deep – like, they both are realizing that it's number two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. it's That's a great that's a great scene. I mean, viewing, viewing party – I mean, that we're eight episodes in. That one is such a uh, interesting, like it, you could sort of contrast that with season two, like Jim's party, as like this other. It's kind of on the other side of the spectrum, uh, from as far as like within the order of the seasons, how far they've all, you know, come and how much they've evolved. That party, like Andy drinking all the seahorse, the way that comes out, but like he enlists the help of Phyllis. While mm-hmm. Jim and Pam are enlisting the help of Dwight, while Michael, while Aaron kind of ends up needing Michael, Michael needs, I don't know what Michael needs. He just needs to be, he needs to solve the problem of them not seeing Glee, which he caused. <laughs> um, Michael's wrestling Gabe in this way of like, you know, this, he's who thinks he see everyone. Michael <laughs> thinks everyone looks at Gabe as like this young, hot bachelor with a cool yeah, house, which isn't true. Um, Gabe's not the boss. <laughs> You're the boss. <laughs> Trying to destroy the old way game, old ways game. I won't let you do it. By the way, that blooper when, the, when he oh, throws yeah. it up and it lands perfectly on the boom mic, the little pizza. That's toe. a good one. Awesome. You know what he says in that moment too? He goes, "Thank you, Brian." Yeah. When he drops the yeah, learn that that is the oh. the boom guy's mm-hmm. name. Um, but all all that is to say, it's like there's actually not a lot of episodes in season seven that don't take place at the office. That one of them is like they all leave and there's all these sort of um, games going. It's like social games going on with each other where they need each other. They're trying to fighting each other. Um, hmm. They're all sort of desperate to be seen. They're desperate to sleep uh, in Pam's case. 
<laughs> I, I just think that's 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 a bit of an underrated episode for me in season seven. I think too. Uh, when are you gonna boom me? <laughs> if you're going to co- compare that one to Jim's party in season two, which I think is oh, a mm-hmm. a good a good comparison to make, in season two, you only really have. It's really difficult to get moments for the characters together that isn't sort of um, led by Jim and Pam. Mm-hmm. You have Jim leading the house tour. You have Jim kind of having everyone in the in the main living room and kitchen. And I think the small moments are Ryan uh, or Kevin slapping Ryan's hand away from the barbecue. That's oh, yeah. a fast fire guy. <laughs> and then Kelly, Stanley, and Oscar. Starting to talk about paper, and then Kelly says, "Come on, guys, we can't talk about anything else." And they have nothing <laughs> to talk about. But then you go to season seven, and you have all these side room conversations and moments with different characters in the ensemble. Hmm. We're really comfortable watching them together. We have different motivations, um, and and there's they've enough all space become in that apartment. such three D characters by that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that like yeah. that wouldn't have worked in season two. But having mm-hmm. like say like one of my favorite moments in that whole episode is the aside with Phyllis and Aaron. After Aaron, or after Andy talks to Phyllis and is like, don't girls talk to each other? Can you help me out? And she's like, oh, I'll see what I can find. She talks to Aaron and then she talks about like, oh, the first time Bob and I saw each other naked, oh, yeah. we didn't even make love. We just stared at each other for hours until we fell asleep. It was magical. Aaron gets weirded out and starts to walk away. And then as the camera cuts away, there's one more shot of Phyllis taking another sip of wine with two hands and into the wine glass, she just goes, it was magical. I just love that moment. It's so small. But it's like, yeah, that wouldn't have worked in season two. But but now all these no. characters have come so far that uh, you get that payout. Mm-hmm. I think um, just kind of, again, going off of this episode, one thing that I think works really well in this season is Kelly mm. um, being able to kind of chip in. And like in that, in that. Uh... Oh. Boy, it's, it's just it's irresponsible. Um. We lost you and, for a second there, Edwin. Welcome back. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Welcome back. You're good. Okay. As you were. At ease. Uh, <laughs> can you re- can you re-say what you just said? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been making so many good points, it's hard to know where to start. Uh, <laughs> just uh, from the no, beginning. Whopping penis. Uh, Kelly uh, calls <laughs> out as a, as a person who is... No, right as you were like, you, were like you went, uh, cat. Uh, right as you started talking again, it cut out. No, keep going. Technical difficulties. We're leaving here. it all. Oh, now he's gone. I'm, no, I, I turned off my video to try to help. Oh. Okay. Yeah. This uh, sorry, go ahead. Kelly, Kelly in viewing. It's party. all staying in. Kelly does a great job of making jokes that help the comedic value of the episode without having to have an entire plot line devoted to her. She yes. does this throughout the season mm. in a number of different ways and uh, injects a ton of comedic value because we know her character so well. We know that the dynamic between her and Ryan never really is going to have that much weight in an episode. It's usually on again, off again. They got married. They got divorced. They need people to pick sides. Um and it's it's uh it's it's a very funny element that helps uh shade in and add extra dimension to the episodes. Yes, yes. Speaking of <laughs> Ryan has got wolf.com in this season. Yeah. One of the moments that I love of of Kelly the most in this season is her being like I thought it was a great idea cuz I wish I was a little dog and I was like woof 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 and I <laughs> get your attention and then and then <laughs> she's just like I just don't think it's right I came up with the name and she's like I'm gonna, and I think like, I'm gonna sue you I'm gonna sue 
Yeah, and then everybody's like, should we be worried about this? And Ryan's just like, no, don't worry. I'll take care no, of it. No, Ryan, baby, yeah. baby, I help you with your things. You help me with my yeah, things. Yeah, like, you know things I help you with? <laughs> it's like, as, as he ushers her out of the room, it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's so terrible. Oh, God. But then again, I and then uh, I was about to say the quote, but in the seminar... Kelly has that great moment where she's emerged as minority training executive, oh, yes. and Ryan is about to be introduced. She says, but no achievement is as great as his on-again, off-again relationship with me, Kelly Kapoor, the business bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I, I really Love like the presence, the presence that Kelly has in this season and the way that she can uh, yeah. uh, affect different, uh, like the different relationship conversations as well. Um, and... Like her sort of insight into like dating and, and, and things like that. Like that's a funny thing that happens with um Michael and Holly mm-hmm. in the lead up to the ultimatum episode. Um yeah, she's she's uh, that stood out to me quite a bit in preparing for today, just how much uh, Kelly adds to season seven. By the way, shout out to shout out to the writers of the show for teasing or introducing Woof.com in the cold open in the very first episode. Woof.com you know, and it's like, yeah, you make and it, it just so like hard to love get you ex- sometimes. But yeah, we don't. It's it, it's not until episode nine that woof.com happens. They just sort of sit on that and just let that marinate <laughs> the whole time. Good job by it's them. It's there in the background. Yeah. Well, it's there in the little closet. Uh, by the well, kitchen. it appears yeah. in season six. <laughs> I write, I text, I talk, I woof. And then it cuts to Ryan explaining what oh. woof is. Oh, that, that, I completely forgot about that in season six. That's right. Yeah, it's right at the end, though. So uh, I mean, that's yeah. why you're here, so Edwin. That's it. why mm-hmm. you're here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, other other fabulous things that happen in in season seven, or other or the big plot points are are uh, we, are Angela. Yeah. Angela and and Dwight are not together. Angela and Andy are not together. Angela is dating the senator, state senator. Who, mm-hmm. Oscar believes secretly gay. And he's right. And he was right. Moonlight gondolas, <laughs> electric car dealerships, the Democratic I mean, National it, Primary. It's crazy to think that this is the beginning of a, of a three-season st- yeah. story arc, yeah. pretty much. I know. It all think, starts at the hay place, a place for hay. It's, mm-hmm. it's effective in this season, particularly because Angela, on one hand, gets to kind of be sort of pretentious and kind of uh, feel the self, the sense of self-importance that she often feels. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't happen at, it doesn't happen at the expense of a double life of a, it doesn't happen at the expense of another character in the office as it does to yes. Andy or Dwight. Yeah. Um, and the person that she's sneaking around on is kind of herself. Like, mm-hmm. That's sure. the person who is going to be the most hurt by this in the end. Um, and we don't see much of their relationship within the episodes. We just hear all the jokes are just about how this, he's a state senator, not an actual senator. Um, we really only get the scene over of, here. We get the scene of them sitting on the hay and like cracking jokes. That's yeah. really it. That's very humorous. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. I was laughing at your joke. Pay place. How are Thanksgiving me your money day? Um, <laughs> and... Again, just comp- you know, um, sort of uh, compartmentalized in season seven. We don't need to deal with the fallout of that until season nine. So within season seven, it's just kind of a funny dynamic. It's something new for Angela. It introduces a different character into the show. Um, it kind of sets up a little another layer for the Angela and Oscar relationship, which uh, which again doesn't really come to bear until season nine. But uh, within season seven, it's a it's a promising development. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, uh, we also have... Well, really quick, think... last note on yeah. that. Rewatching mm-hmm. Andy's play, I tried to watch as much of season seven today as I could. Uh, mm-hmm. So the you know the first the first nine I remember a lot more than the last nine, but in in Andy's play, I never really quite picked up on how intentional I think it is by Angela to have the excuse to go change into her clothes, knowing that it would oh yeah knowing that that would you know attract white more or whatever. I right, I, had, right. I don't know why I never really picked up on that as much as I as I did this time, and it was like oh that's very obvious. I, I did say uh, Angela is not with Dwight anymore, but I should say with the caveat Contra- that they have contractually, a, a contract. love contract contractually together. to have a baby. Yes. Oh, get real. Love contracts exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did lay it on her back, you freak. <laughs> I, uh, speaking of speaking of great Foley moments in season seven, how about the bottle of wine making its way down the through the theater? That's a good one. It's really that's good. a great... That's a, yeah, that's a very good. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Audio comedy. We did physical comedy last. <laughs> Auditory. Last week. Yeah. Auditory yeah. comedy. Auditory <laughs> yeah. jokes. I mean, yeah. to pick up on uh, right, right after the up... phone in the pocket too on stage. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. The I killed it in my pocket all along. <laughs> I killed uh, it by you, but I don't know yeah, that. And, and the sight joke of Ryan showing the full digital, the analog clock on his iPad with like the yeah. brightness all the way up in the middle of a dark theater. Yeah. Shh. Uh, if we don't listen to the overture, we won't be able to pick up on musical themes later in the show. That's one of my favorite Daryl lines. Yeah. Yeah. Everything um, from that, too. Is, he's yeah. a terrible salesman. It's actually kind of nice to hear Andy saying in the right context. But... One thing that does happen with Andy in this season is uh, they build him up. They give him confidence. They give him more to do. Um, he 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 turns down Aaron at the end of um, the end of search committee. Uh, you know he he vies for manager, but like he has to uh, do it with a question mark at the end. In the seminar, what a medium penis work, medium small. <laughs> in uh, in the uh, the seminar. He has to really be pushy as a salesman, and Michael has to really push him to close. Like, you've got him here. you got to close. All the other salesmen pulled out of the seminar. They don't have any Come faith in him. Come here for a minute. I want to give you my recipe for... Gyro. My yeah. secret gyro. And, like, it's... Andy's been a salesman since season three, and he's still, like, in season seven, like, can barely I'm gonna lose do him. it. I lost him. My... I lost Michael. Him. Michael, I lost Porter Hardware. <laughs> okay, okay, buddy. You just you keep on going. <laughs> to Andy, I give all my clients. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or uh, so nervous. Yeah. About. You're yeah. murdering yeah. the Nardos. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like the ice cream cake. Um, but th- that that is in a development arc for Andy. They're trying to build him up, and it and it continues in the season eight with him becoming manager, um, and going through that. But that's kind of where he's at in this season, um, and it happens gradually. It, it isn't uh, a huge emphasis of the season, but again, it's something for him to do within that season that is uh, like fulfilling and true to his character a little bit, at least yeah. true to this version of his character. Um, and again, it's it, it is effective because all these things are, are really well balanced. They don't overpower one another. The most prevalent storyline of the season is about Michael, which makes the most sense. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, 
some some other big things that happen in this in this season uh, are, are that uh, Todd Packer gets his comeuppance finally. Yep. I think that we've been talking about Todd Packer uh, a lot more recently, ever since we had our Todd Packer episode. Um, but you know, we kind of have a theory here now on this show. I think that like that voice in Michael's head that tells him to do all those, make all those inappropriate jokes, or do the stupid thing early in the show. Uh, that that voice is Todd Packer. And so that's a big part of season seven, kind of him saying goodbye to Todd uh, when Holly finally tells him, guy's a jerk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a really, uh, I, I need to get the name of this uh, this person, but we had a very good Todd. <laughs> no, I, uh, on Twitter, we had someone point out, and I just thought this was such a good point, that uh, Date Mike is the imprint Todd Packer has left on Michael. Oh, mm, hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. Definitely. That like definitely. that's who Todd Packer wants Michael to be and that's sort of the last thrashes we see of that actually happening out in real life. Mm. Yeah. Nice to meet me. <laughs> anyway, that was a great point. <laughs> um no, that's that, that is that is a great point. What are the last what are the last appearances of Todd Packer? He makes a reappearance in mm-hmm. se- at the end of season eight and again in season nine. Yeah. Um, Which is funny because we, yeah. we see Todd doing some of that like middle school like like tying the cherry stem. We see him doing that with Nelly later at the mm-hmm. bar, which is what Michael is doing <laughs> in uh at oh, that yeah, one too. You're right. Just like I just wow. feel like he, he just he pulls out the Todd Packer playbook when he's like, Oh, we're on a date. Mm. Oh, I've seen Todd do stuff on dates. When he banged those twins, it was awesome. <laughs> How do you like your eggs in the morning? <laughs> uh, uh, what other? What I mean, I'm, I'm Todd, Todd. Of course, leaves uh, his his life as a travel salesman, a traveling salesman. We get Danny Cordray uh, is added to the team. It's just a very brief appearance from. About, he's not that good looking. He's very good looking. <laughs> doesn't he? Doesn't he remind you of uh, somebody? He's like a better looking version of Andy. Thanks, Kevin. No, he's just kind of like younger version of me. It can be hard to evaluate ourselves sometimes. That, That's a nice set say, of shoulders you got there. You vodka man, Danny? Me too. What is that, genetics? <laughs> yeah. One, one, another great season seven blooper is uh, oh, Michael blocking God. the door for Danny Cordray. And he's like... Would you like your life to be better or stay the same? Danny's like, get away from me. He's like, Danny, look at me. There's no way if Steve Crow was that close to you. Like, and look just at like, me. You couldn't do it. No like, way. No, I'm not looking at you. You know what? It reminds me of something that I heard, um, I want to say, in some sort of commentary about Parks and Rec. I want to say it was Retta talking about Ben Schwartz. Mm as John Ralphio, that his first move is to invade your space. Yes, yes, like, yes. That's like the first thing that he does to try to make you laugh is he gets like so close. Yeah. <laughs> oops, oops. I dagger you on the dick. So anyway, yeah. she says, that is the biggest penis I have ever seen. And I said, I know. That's why I brought you to the penis museum where tickets are $1,000. <laughs> well, hello, Danny. <laughs> I meant to play that when we brought Danny Cordray up. But I think uh, one thing about the the that was a very good drop because it stopped me from quoting a different show. <laughs> um, that was but, the uh, that was the other option for the start of the show drop. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, one thing about Danny Cordray is that I think in season seven, the the uh, cameos, the higher profile celebrity guest stars, I think feel a little more natural mm. than they do at other points in the show. Um, earlier in the show, it's more surprising. Um, 
and in, in season seven, it, they're they're able to weave them in as actual characters, and uh, it feels. I mean, season at the end, the search committee is is a bit is is very overloaded with guest stars, sure. so there's a lot of different energy from that. But I think Timothy Oliphant coming on um, felt felt pretty natural. It felt okay. You know what I mean? I don't think it was a. Well, it helps that Tim, yeah. like so the, yeah good. My, my the comparison in my head is when Tig Notaro shows up in season nine, and I love Tig Notaro. She just kind of says a few lines and then leaves. And Danny is an actual character with the name, and he has a role in the show, and other characters yeah. respond to him. Um, it, it felt, it feels like a more natural integration. And it, it helps that, like, it's, oh, wow, a big star playing a character here. But it helps that he's written that, like, everyone is constantly talking about how handsome and good-looking he is. <laughs> like, it helps sort of just, like, take the shine yeah. off of him in a way. It's like, oh, he's just Danny, and this is a hot dude who owns this bar. I... Um, Man, I really wish there was a talking head where Danny said, I am aware of the effect I have on women. That would have been, <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> Dude, and Timothy Oliphant, Timothy Oliphant is so funny. He's have good. you listened to his him on uh, Conan? Yeah. It's one of like the early Conan podcasts. Mm-hmm. He is like all over the place. He seems like a really very silly guy. I also watched s- season one of Santa Clarita Diet where mm-hmm. he and... Uh, uh, his wife are cannibals or something like that. Mm. It's really wacky show. Whoa, um, Drew Barrymore. There, there's, there's a, when he says, uh, there, "You guys should all come out to my bar, public school, off of Route Eight, Exit Eleven, like that. Exit Eleven. Whoa, and uh, nice. And Oscar goes, "That's a great name." A plus. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> yeah, a plus. Yeah. 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 It's Danny, Danny's a great inclusion, and he doesn't come back. He doesn't really have to. Uh, I thought uh, the they the give him a Dundee, even though yeah. he's not there. Yeah. Oscar crushing on people is so funny. Mm-hmm. It's just such a different Oscar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Daryl is kind of moving up at at Dunder Mifflin in this season too. You know, we also get to see him you know he's got some interactions (laughs) he's got some interactions with joe uh you know we get um um do we i i think daryl goes over michael's head interaction what's that daryl goes over michael's head to go behind his back to give (laughs) joe the idea about drivers uh selling products madge just made a sale madge (laughs) should have been doing this years ago yeah um but yeah, we kind of get like a moment uh, in uh, it's the St. Paddy's Day episode where everybody's trying to get him to come out to the bar, and he's like, "No." But that's in season six. That's in season six. Uh huh. God damn it, Michael, get your clouds right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, no, he was a bad you... apiarist. <laughs> I, to 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 tag off your point, I I do think you're correct that Daryl does. Um, Joe sees potential in Daryl, and Daryl is beginning to act on that. He takes on the office that used to be Jim's. He occupies it for you know the rest of the season seven. Um, he doesn't have to confront the ambition or the fact that he isn't manager until season eight. So within season seven, you do get a very motivated, integrated, uh, like funny Daryl who's yeah. who's much more a part of the normal ensemble because he's sitting up there with them. Yeah, Andy yeah. is de- I- Andy is deployed very well to uh, sort of show how seriously uh daryl's taking his job you know um we really should schedule these meetings day can slip away with chit chat (laughs) uh and then they have the whole thing about the texting back and Mm -hmm. forth uh so they they do a good job early in the season positioning daryl to be like no i'm like 
I'm like here to keep moving up and I'm here to take this seriously, even if you aren't. I mean, knowing knowing where the show goes, of course, like it's it's hard to remember sometimes that, you know, we really didn't know who the next manager was going to be. And it was teased heavily that it would it could be Daryl, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, very and, different show. And, and Jim and Dwight, all of them. Right. Were, Not Jim were... so much, though, I would say. Right. I mean, I don't think. Jim kind of made it clear that he's he's been co-manager before. He didn't really want to be. I think it was Andy, Dwight, and Daryl mm-hmm. were really teased. Well, he literally turns the he, the only man who turned me the down. Only man. And yeah. uh, at the end of, in search committee, she talks to Jim like you just need to pick someone. There's there is um like an element of faith that Joe shows in Jim that with the cliffhanger, uh, it, I felt like it would it would have been a fine possibility. He was he's the only one who has experience as manager of the branch. Yeah. Uh, so. It, it it would have made sense, but yeah, there's there's that element of um, having the cliffhanger at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One other, um, if you're okay with me changing the topic a little bit, no, one no. other dynamic that uh, I liked a lot in this season was Kevin. Mm. I felt like mm. the this was kind of a, a good moment where Kevin doesn't feel as overdrawn uh, and comedically broad as he does in seasons eight and nine. Mm. Um, they they even close the season with uh, Michael telling him not to be a caricature. And when they're talking about cakes and what cake to get for Michael's party, Kevin has that moment where he confronts Angela and he says, you were talking about cake and I was omitted. <laughs> Angela says, didn't Michael just talk to you about not being a character, caricature? And he says, oh, shoot. So like, there's, there's a, I, felt, I feel like Kevin in this season um, feels more like a real character, even though he's still very funny and uh, is used to deliver a lot of funny moments. I want to be wined and dined and... 69. <laughs> Metaphorically 69. <laughs> uh, yeah, just ag- again, speaking to the ensemble, I think I think Kevin also feels feels right. Um, is this that's a that's actually really that's a that's a very good point. I, I do they they do seem to like whoever's at the mixing board of characters after season seven is like, all right, Kevin's push him all the way up. But yeah. he is he is he is actually more of a real person in season. He takes seven. their money in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, like he has he has moments like that, which I which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any- you think that I would let this happen again? No way, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> any other big uh, any favorite moments? Big plot points? Favorite episode from season seven? I mean, the, we don't have to dig deep in any of these characters, but uh, Meredith, Ryan, and Creed, I feel like, are the only ones we haven't really touched on. Hmm. And uh, I feel like they're, again, just like they're at, they're at the right spots in the ensemble. Ryan's doing Wolf. I mean, we've talked about that a little mm-hmm. bit. Creed is manager Creed briefly is manager in this briefly. season. <laughs> uh, Meredith which is, is one of my favorite Creed Meredith, moments. Creed, yeah. I mean, Creed enters the season with a guitar solo, which is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. But Creed's always, I mean, you know, Creed's just One always my... playing a bass line in the background of the show. That's just kind of what, what he does and keeps doing it here. One of my favorite moments from the season, and uh, this kind of goes back to the point about Kevin, is when it's, it's um, I think the episode is the ultimatum. And Michael is really upset because Holly didn't follow through with her I, of giving out the ultimatum to AJ. And he's he makes Kevin eat the broccoli and he gives Creed a hard time about uh, summers about cartwheeling. Yep. You're just gonna somersault your way through life. And so he brings them into the his office with Holly there, and he uses it to kind of like apologize to Kevin. Like I was going through things in my own life, you know. And Kevin says, "Michael, you need to get your own life. 
You can't. <laughs> and I, can you forgive me? And Kevin says yes, and Creed just says, oh, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet, boss. <laughs> yeah. So, like, they're used very well yeah. as a proxy for Michael and Holly. Um, I care for you very deeply. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, just uh, the ensemble is fantastic. I think if we're going to move to moments, assuming you're good for me to go there, yeah, a, lot of, moments. a lot of really great collective groan moments. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Michael is Ping in Goodbye, Michael. Of course. Um, when Holly and Todd pa- in the Todd Packer episode, Holly says, "Well, if humping Michael is a thing, then maybe I shouldn't work here either." They're like, "Ugh, gross." <laughs> and, like Andy showing a picture of a penis with herpes on it. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Mm-hmm. Any that. collective groan moment, I absolutely love. Oh. Yeah. I I do love like yeah Michael I, saying see- that Luke is his nephew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I mean, you know, to, to Edwin's point, just seeing the ensemble, like it, there's like this, they all have like collective opinions. Nepotism, certainly everybody's like weighing in. I love seeing them in the christening, even when, when Ryan's oh, like, yeah. everybody get their Kool-Aid and they all think it's really funny. Uh-huh. And like Michael has to be like, you guys are all so mean. Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, of course, threat level midnight. Um, oh yeah, chi- which we have China is China is a great episode uh, too that I always kind of forget about. I love the the, the battle of the minds between uh, Michael and Oscar. Uh, again, the whole ensemble rallying around Michael just want to seeing him just want to see him beat Oscar. The fact that they can make fun of Oscar together as a group, yeah, like Oscar. Yeah. Uh, I need to ask a question to the smartest person in the office, Michael or Oscar. Will you lean to the lean over so i can ask michael a question <laughs> like they do a really good job of trolling michael with or oscar with uh, with that kind of thing yes yeah. they do yeah um i guess you could say i'm still in costume i'm a rational consumer <laughs> as it were mm-hmm. yeah just it's a it's a fantastic season i i really really love it uh I, one I quick thing about china because i feel like we often attribute the quote great minds battling it out and i've got a front row seat not in china that's a nepotism it's not, no it's a nepotism mm. Is that the whom no. argument? No, no the, it's not. The whom argument's in season four. Yeah. Um, the nepotism thing, isn't it um, about like, we're talking about Luke, who is terrible. Yeah. And Creed's <laughs> like, I don't really mind the nepotism. I just I just am enjoying the debate. Great minds yeah. battling it out. Mm-hmm. I've got a front row seat. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, hey I mean- everybody. Oscar found a reason to look on WebMD. <laughs> I, I really love uh, season seven, of course. A, a very sad to see Michael leave the show. I love, but I I really, really enjoyed D'Angelo's uh, uh, storyline and um, and even the search committee, too. I, I remember when the show first aired and I saw the cold open to nepotism. I was personally nervous because it just was like, oh man, you're like, they're too, they're too happy. Yeah. We're we're cafe (laughs) disco right out of the gate. Too many colors. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I was Sean's nightmare. uh, It's cold open. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I mean, it, it really wasn't so cheesy, especially getting into, I mean, especially like episode two, just like, Michael being so vicious to Toby in counseling, uh, I think it it the tone got right back to where I I generally like it. So uh, yeah, I, I uh, season seven, of course, a classic. 
Thank you, Doctor. Take two of these and call me in the morning. I, I'm so glad I was going they get, to say that. I, I'm so glad they get that episode in, just because it's like, it's 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 almost it's not like a final boss battle, but it's like before yeah. Michael leaves, you got to have an episode where him and Toby <laughs> are just staring at each other the whole time. Battle it, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's just great. <clears throat> you son of a gun. You son I guess of a bitch. Is, <laughs> I never realized it, but that is his clo- his Toby closure episode for. You know, it just seems like well, well, outside the, of the in, rock, in good, yeah. Well, in, in goodbye, Michael. Toby just says, yeah, of course, I, yeah. "I have a brother in Boulder," and Michael just stares at him for a minute. Okay, and then in Michael's last Dundies too, there's a the tag is is a uh, D'Angelo reading the cue card that Aaron is holding up. Um, right, one of these people is living this in in our midst. Toby Flanderson, please get receive your extreme, extreme repulsiveness, repulsiveness award. award. Oh, that's, that's so, so mean. mean. <laughs> that's and then there's the exit interview. That is from Goodbye Toby, which is earlier. Yeah, it is. Yeah, cruising because, for a bruising. because he doesn't want to go oh, all right, out right, because right, Holly, right. he just met Holly. Mm-hmm. What? Um, what could so you, you the right? We should, we should get a drop of like, Michael, get your clouds right. And no, I use a bad apiarist. Whenever we like yeah, clarify right. things, right. that's really funny. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, the other the other sort of thing, and I know we've gone on quite a bit, but um, there's an energy at the end of this season that is introduced with D'Angelo specifically, and then again in the search committee, that I think uh, is unique in season seven, and then it like kind of pervades all of season eight, which is everyone in the office having to react to a new boss yeah. and one who might be competent. And that element of like, you know, really need like you really want him to have a conversation with you, but you really don't. Robert California, let's have a conversation. That kind of begins with D'Angelo, and they're all kind of reacting to him. Yeah, I want to be on the yeah. inner circle, but I don't want to have to do what it does to be there. Yeah, everyone is nervous around him when he first gets in. They all they don't laugh at Michael's joke, and then when they they're like that makes you sound kind of stupid, Michael, that you didn't realize you were talking to D'Angelo this whole time. And D'Angelo says the whole the same thing, and they all laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's an element of that that happens in these episodes, and then also it's kind of every time Robert California comes in, um, I, like Pam says to him, what do you want from me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, he's, when he's pressing her. So that energy, I think, is first introduced again in season seven, even though it will ride kind of through, through season eight, less so in season nine, but yeah. Definitely. Well, there you go. Uh, season seven, I'm sure... There's lots and lots of stuff we missed, but I will get to every episode in that season eventually. We didn't talk about yeah. garage sale at all, but oh, all right, fine. Uh, no, no, no. Fine. I'm just no, no, saying no. We, we, <laughs> we talk about that at length in Michael in season seven. So check out that for more. Check out the D'Angelo episode and in search committee for all your season seven needs. Um, I think we should do a poll either on Twitter or Patreon or something. I just, I'm just curious, what's everyone's favorite season? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That would be good to know. Do you guys have one off the top of your head? Four. Yeah, that's I what I'm gonna guess for you. I, I think mine's four too. Yeah. Okay. I'm uh yeah, I'm in charge of the work crew. Because I'm a foreman. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> hey Still got it. The, war- the warden. Yeah. <laughs> uh outside that's the name of your group. Yeah. <laughs> your fan group, the wardens. Outside of for me it's like four, and then I'd go I'd probably go seven, five, three. It's hard to do a fourth ranking. Mm. Yeah, we've done this before. Yeah, while Whatever. Alex thinks about his rankings, we're gonna move. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. Seven, and then we'll head f- uh, to the four, conference seven. room. It gets better, but it also gets infinitely more complicated. <laughs> Listeners, this Valentine's Day. 
The weight of their heart is not through making a bobblehead version of your crush or being inundated with constant gifts up at the reception desk or even making a Faces of Scranton video for your boss. No, no, this Valentine's Day, it's all about Uncommon Goods. Uncommon Goods has thousands of meaningful gifts that you can't find anywhere else. One-of-a-kind gifts that are perfect for your one-of-a-kind love. They offer a wide variety of uncommon experiences as well as gifts that could make a perfect romantic date night. These live virtual classes include topics like aphrodisiac cooking for two, magic and mixology, romantic map making, and more. From personalized art and fine jewelry to kitchen, home, and bar, Uncommon Goods also has something for everyone in the gift department. They look for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the U.S. They have the most meaningful, out-of-the-ordinary gifts anywhere. And with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. So, to get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash scott. That's uncommongoods.com slash scott for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. This episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like leaving your keys in the car while you run into the gas station for a snack. Most of the time, you're probably fine. But what if you come back to see someone driving off with your car? Or what if you're like Michael and you come out of the bathroom to see that Jim has driven off and left you at the gas station? Every time you connect to an unencrypted network, cafes, hotels, airports, etc., any hacker on that same network can get access to your personal data, like your passwords or your financial details, and it doesn't take much technical knowledge to hack someone. Just some cheap hardware is needed. A smart 12-year-old could do it. Also, your data is valuable. Uh, I don't need to tell you that. Uh, that is an absolute premium. Why use ExpressVPN? It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that hackers can't steal your sensitive data. Uh, and it'd take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. Just fire up the app and click one button to get protected and it works on all your devices, your phone, your laptop, your tablet, what have you. So you can stay secure wherever you're going. Using ExpressVPN is super important because it's just a way to stay protected when you're surfing the internet. Um, and it's just an important thing to have just to make sure that you yourself are covered. I mean, just in Scott's tots, we have Aaron going through Michael's uh, inbox and she sees that there's about 30 news alerts for nip slip. <clears throat> what nip slip? Michael says, must be hackers. If Michael had ExpressVPN, maybe he wouldn't have had that moment. Uh, maybe the hackers wouldn't have gotten into his inbox. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash Scott. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Scott. And you can get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash Scott. Okay, 20 minutes. Conference room. Everybody's in there. Uh, conference room this week. We're just going to go ahead and, and, and forward some of the uh, messages, voicemails, emails we got about our physical comedy draft, which was last week's episode. Because as we said, you know, people are going to have their moments. We probably forgot a bunch. Y'all delivered. Um, so we'll start here with a voicemail from Caitlin. Hi, uh, this is Caitlin, and I am from uh, Norfolk, Virginia. I was in Norfolk last and week. And I just wanted to call and complain. So, <laughs> here we go. I just finished listening to your um, the new draft that you have out of physical comedy moments. And I cannot believe Sean of all people, but I, <laughs> all three of you did not include Michael's like seizure that he had on the floor after he gets shot at the end of murder. 
because it's hilarious. <laughs> I just watched it like three times in a row and like bent over laughing about it because Steve Carell just gets at I love that moment, and I have some beef with you guys now that none of y'all picked it, so that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> Thanks so much for what you do. I really enjoy your podcast a lot. Um, I listen to it almost every single day. Oh, so, yeah. Love you guys. Keep up the good work. Bye. so nice. Oh, thank thanks, you man. so much. Um, but, yeah, Sean, but what the a hell, man? brutal out. out <laughs> no, I... Uh, <laughs> um, uh, you're absolutely right, uh, Caitlin, right? Uh, Caitlin, yes, you're absolutely yeah. right. I, I actually did think later i was like should i have taken the entire shootout in the end of uh i mean there's no dialogue really i mean there is but it's it is a little bit there is a little bit of dialogue and that's why i was kind of like hesitant to take it i think but uh but you're absolutely right i mean one of the greatest physical comedy moments on the whole show yep yeah. All right. And 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 Michael in particular seizing on the floor. I did go back. I saw this uh voicemail come through and I did go back and rewatch that. It is incredible. <laughs> All right, next one up here is from Gabe. Hey guys, this is Gabe from Indianapolis. I love the physical comedy episode. I listened to oh, it on call on the same day because some ideas fresh in my mind, but those are some of my favorite moments on the show and you guys had so many good ones, good reminders of, to go back and watch, but I could not believe in all the discussions, some of the best <laughs> Michael and Toby physical comedy moments weren't on there. So I just want to touch on a few. I'll be rapid fire and quick. The first one is when Michael pushes his lunch tray off. In the <laughs> uh, yeah. It's so slow. I love them um, both so much. The other one is when he's signing the paper at the front of the, the at Pam's desk at reception and throws the pen right in Toby's <laughs> face. I've laughed so hard at that one every time. And the last one is, is Michael's birthday when they're at the skating rink and he like goes up in a full hockey pass here and checks Toby when he clacks the stick. Like this slow spinning ball and Michael like starts laughing, tapping the stick on the ice. Those are three of my favorite ones between those two guys and they're some of my favorite moments in the show. So again, love the show. Listen every week. Appreciate what you guys do. Have a good one. Man, thank you. Thank you, Gabe. Awesome. <laughs> that, I, that was on my list. Oh, I don't man, even mention that. so one, many. It's just when Michael taps his stick after that, he's like, come on. <laughs> it's just, I don't know why that's so. There are many things that he's above average at. <laughs> Very good ice skater. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Uh, let's do a, uh, let's change it up here and do an email from Lisa we got. Lisa says, um, hey guys, discovered your podcast last year. Really enjoyed it. In your recent physical comedy episode, I was surprised that one of my favorite moments was a mention uh, in Phyllis's wedding. Phyllis's father, Albert, stands up to walk Phyllis down the aisle. Michael tries to force oh, Albert back yeah. down in his wheelchair, oh, proceeds man. to stop, halt, and drag the empty wheelchair to that the, is a front good one. the church. Continues then, to step, halt up the, <laughs> up the steps, and finally forces his way into the lineup of. Scooch, oh my god! Shove down, shove down. One of the her favorites. That oh, that is. Such like, a good oh, I'm that actually mad that I forgot. Stands that. up to walk her down the aisle. Michael turns back to the camera and says, "This is bullshit." Oh uh, my god! One of my favorite bleeps in the yeah. show is when they bleep. It's mm-hmm. the organ mm-hmm. in the back. This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she also says, "Runner up for my favorite physical comedy moment." I. Uh, by the way, I think you're totally right here, Lisa, which is Jan dancing with a seated gym in dinner party. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's uh, so good. All those things. Um, 
he says that up the whole episode, or Lisa says the whole episode's full of great little comedy moments. Michael curling up on the bench to demonstrate how he sleeps. Yeah. <laughs> Jim's Jim's wordless expression after catching a whiff of Jan's candle room. And Michael mm-hmm. proudly showing off the flat screen TV. Keep up the great work, Lisa, in Alabama. Nice, Lisa. Appreciate it. Alabama, yeah, welcome so nice. to the show. Yeah. Uh, okay, I think we got one more. Oh, yeah, okay. One more voicemail here. Uh, Heck yeah. Uh, yes, this is uh, uh, Landon. Hey guys, this is Landon from Utah. I just listened to your physical comedy draft and I got to my own five picks. Um, nice. Two awesome gym moments. The first one is during AARM where Dwight exasperatedly takes the coffee cups from Phyllis and finishes the course. And Jim <laughs> has this hilariously... <laughs> Dramatic and flamboyant, outstanding, and he clicks the pen. That's my number one draft pick. Fellas, um, <laughs> the, the boss needs his coffee. Is Jim's like sheepish look at the camera after Charles kicks that rocket of a soccer ball at him. Pans away to see Phyllis get hit, and then goes back to Jim, and it's just it kills me every single time. <laughs> the third one is from Cree, an all-time Cree classic, the strike scream run, where he hits the oh, in the head, yes. makes him laugh every time. Uh, number four is Andy catching Jim's shoe in Mizzou, California. This is an honorable mention. Of the <laughs> I, yeah, I thought of this um, one, too. So well played <laughs> yes. out. And my final favorite is Michael's foot getting hit by the snack cart in business. <laughs> How he just makes his, like, guttural grunt. Oh, it's so funny. So, anyways... Sorry, it's not 90 seconds. I made sure to write it out so I didn't stumble. Thank you, guys. It's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Landon. You you Thank said, you, sorry, it's not 90 seconds because you, you actually came in eight seconds under. You would have made it 22 Nailed there. It. So no need to apologize. Nailed it. No um, need. Three moments that I thought of in the last week that I wish I could have yep. mentioned or taken. Dwight with the wigs. Mm. Um, that's in season seven. Dwight reeling in the clipboard on like the fishing line. Oh yes! <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, Andy dancing as the trucks move out of the parking lot. Oh, oh that's a good one. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, don't want to try to look this up now, but one thing that we've talked about a long time ago on the show is there is a promo that they made for the Beijing Olympics, and I don't think it's a deleted scene. I think it's an office promo. Um, I know I, for a fact that I did Dwight's hundred event decathlon sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Read that to you guys, but there's a. It's where it's Michael and Dwight trying to. Man, it's like it's Michael is trying to test a cup or something like that, and Dwight like punches him in the stomach, and like oh, throws, yeah. hits, him, hits him in the face with an orange. Like it's it's I haven't seen mm. it in a long time now, but uh, but it's a, a fantastic uh, physical comedy exchange just between Rain Wilson and Steve Carell. But anyway, anyway, oh thank you. Um, I, oh sorry, that was Landon. I forgot. I have one more from Becca, uh, okay. also from Love Alabama. It. Two from Alabama in the conference room. Wow. Okay, it's Becca from Alabama again. I completely forgot my other detail that I wanted to give. Um, was the one comedy physical bit that kind of got left out, which was always my favorite, is in Murder, when they kind of got the Mexican the standoff, standoff going, and then you see Pam participating, and the oh, fact yeah. that, you know, she's still in it, and as she's backing out of the conference room door, oh my gosh, I laugh every time. Like, <laughs> it's, it's one of the gold mines, especially because you're just not expecting her to still take it that serious, and the fact <laughs> that she is, just the way that she's backing out of the conference room, Mm-hmm. Can't stand one of my favorite Pam moments too. All right, bye guys. So we have, I love that too. We have two yeah, different thanks, people. We have two different people call from Alabama with two different moments from the same scene. It's kind of <laughs> crazy. I know, that is wild. Yeah. 
They didn't even mention the other the other ones from that scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Becca and Lisa, you guys should uh you guys should go get a drink together. <laughs> uh all right, I think now it's time for some trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. This week's trivia comes to us from Paige. Uh, Paige writes, hey guys, long-time listener, new patron, and first-time trivia emailer. Nice. Thanks for thanks for joining the Patreon. Thank you, Paige. I just wanted to thank you guys Patreon. for making this podcast so that my morning <laughs> get-ready routine can be way more entertaining. My two-year-old daughter also likes to hear you guys' voices in the car. Oh, that's nice. If oh, I pause it, pee-pee. she yells at me to keep playing it. <laughs> uh who knows? Maybe you guys have a future in children's entertainment. Oh, hey, hey, <laughs> Wait, saying, when you stop playing our podcast, your daughter's yeah. like yells to <laughs> get <keep> playing. <laughs> wow, guys, we did it. I know. Wow. Welcome, children. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, it would truly make my heart sore with the eagle's nest to hear you all try this trivia on the show. And even if you don't, I'll probably keep sending more because I had a blast making this one. Please send more. Uh, and uh, congratulations, you made it on the show. So here we Whoa. go, fellas. This is Ultimate Season 7 Trivia. Oh, oh fantastic. how nice. Season 7, Episode 1, Nepotism. What are Luke's favorite movies? Boondock Citizen Saints. Citizen Kane and the Boondock Saints. Correct. Uh, his favorite f- films, by the way. Another yes. great celebrity cameo yeah, that's guest right. appearance, Evan yeah, Peters. That's right. Oh, yeah. As, uh, yeah. Uh, episode 2, Counseling. What is the name of Dwight's daycare facility? Sunshine Avenue uh, Center for Tots or daycare? Is it Sunshine? Is it Sunshine? Sesame 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 Avenue. Yes, yes, yes. Sesame Avenue Daycare Center for Infants and Toddlers. What is the poster on the wall of Dwight's daycare? Insane Clown Posse. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) There's there's another. There's also one more thing. Can you remember? Uh, I don't remember. A Keebler elf. Ah, wow. uh, Episode three, The Sting. What is the name of the company Steve Nash works for, where Dwight, Jim, and Michael lose the sale to Danny Cordray? Frame Uh. Select. Yeah, Correct. oh, good. I, I just nice. watched. I mean, I just watched it today. You just watched. I, we've, it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. been a trivia question before, so I remember that. That's a good one. Uh, where does Danny Cordray work? Name of the company, also, and where are they located? Osprey Paper out of three. Out of three. Yeah. Uh, yes. This <laughs> like, is like we. I just nice. watched most of season seven. So, uh, yeah. Well, then you should be getting. Well, let's go. You're doing pretty good. What is the name of the Shell Corporation that they use to spy on Danny Cordray? Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Solar, Solar Tech. Tech. Nailed it. Okay, guys. Episode four, costume contest. What are the things that Stanley doesn't notice? Okay, Dwight's uh, donk. Dwight's donkey. Uh, yeah. Or a pan with a mustache. Dwight standing with a mini horse. Um. Uh, what's that? Pam has Pam a mustache. mustache. Pam has a mustache. The, yep. the, the box over Stanley's computer. Uh. Yep. Yep. The uh. The it's a crossword puzzle clue, and he's handbag and satchel, and Kevin satchel. is shirtless. Or <laughs> Kevin is dressed as Phyllis, uh-huh. and Andy is is shirtless. Uh, yes, My, that's two. Michael's wearing okay. fucked up teeth. Oh yeah. Yep. yep. He also. And then, uh, he also. Yep. Michael also makes the conference room announcement that sales are up like on Jupiter. 10, yeah, like ten thousand percent on Jupiter or something. Eight thousand. Yeah, that's right. And, Our uh, on the planet Jupiter is up eight thousand in sales. He also doesn't notice that his orange juice wasn't his hot coffee. Yes. Correct. Yeah. 
There is, um, is there one more thing? Oh, oh, in the conference room, there's also everyone. Oh, they're all seating the other way. Okay. Yeah, okay. they're all okay. facing the opposite okay. way. Okay. So those are. You, you got, get out of here, big dog. <laughs> <laughs> nice work. You got, uh, you got pretty much all nine of those. So, We're uh, very it, prepped for this particular. Yeah, trivia. let's go. Keep them coming. Keep them if coming. If it was season nine trivia, we'd be in a let's different go. place. Let's go. Let's go. Episode nine, wolf.com. Come on. Come on. In, in the cold open, when the power goes out and the servers go down, what is the password to Big restart? boobs with a Z. That's correct. Episode 13, the ultimatum. Who can name the most resolutions that were posted on Pam's New Year's resolution board and who they belong to? Okay. So Kev, or Ryan's is complete an art project. Yes. Um, White's is meet a loose woman, which then Andy takes. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Daryl's is to read more. What was Andy's before? Oh. Meet a loose woman. No, that was Dwight's. Not Dwight's, Andy's. Dwight's was meet but a loose Andy woman. But Andy takes it. But, oh, I'll do that. That was oh. mine too. That's what. He, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember. Michael's is to was, floss. Mm-hmm. Kevin's is to eat more vegetables. Mm-hmm. Creed's is to do a somersault or a cartwheel. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, what was Andy's before? Travel. Learn um, to cook. Oh, for one. Learn to for cook. one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, did you get? Did, did you guess Angela? Angela does well. Oscar makes a comment about the senator in that scene, so it yeah, must yes, be something yes. about the it's senator. It's like, spend more That's time with the senator. Yeah, make, yeah, yeah. Make time for romance. Nice. <laughs> and then Dwight's is meet a loose woman. Look at that little two-man like, game, Edwin. Look at that little set spike we just did. Mm-hmm. So, so you guys got Kevin eating more vegetables. Did you get Michael? Yeah, Floss. floss. Yes, Floss. Holly? Um, is it, like, exercise-related? It is. I don't know. Cross Bodies? train. Uh, cross, cross training. Uh, Kelly? Get more attention. By any means By any necessary. Means necessary. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, Stanley? Uh, I don't know. Don't tell us. We're going to get this. Curry duty? <laughs> Live in a decommissioned life ha- house? Um, it, it has to do with something that we've learned about him recently in the show. Maybe go out for a little dancing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, red wine? Like get Getting into wine? It's fine. I don't know. I would say uh, he's going to be a better husband and boyfriend. Oh, hilarious. Well, that doesn't work out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you get... Boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Aaron? Aaron cartwheels, right? I mean, I don't know if that was her resolution, but... um. Aaron cartwheels Aaron's because like, that's actually Creed's. Yeah, Aaron's mm-hmm. is like, but, like, be smarter. It it is learn a new word every day. Oh, word. and um, it is and it is going um, <laughs> immensely. Yeah, right. It is <laughs> yeah, going yeah, like, immensely. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Did we? Did you get uh, Pam already? Uh, no caffeine. Yep. Daryl. Uh, read more. Read, read more. We got that one. Yep, yep. We got Creed. Uh, Jim. Uh, I don't know, Jim's. Bike to work? I don't know. But it is. It is bike board. Oh, okay. And then Phyllis, wow. finally. Um, Something with Bob? Yeah. It is. Spend, take a trip with Bob. Have more like sex that. with Bob. Yoga lessons with Bob. Yeah, Probably uh, related same to thing. having more sex with Bob. Oh, uh, no uh, mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. <laughs> that is such a... <laughs> okay. Good work. All right. Episode 14, the seminar. When Michael meets David Brent, 
What is the name of the English character Michael says he is working Sir on? Sir Reginald Poofta. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. I forgot he's not in Creed. Another great blooper. Come on! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Ricky Gervais' laugh is ridiculous. Uh, what reading group was Jim in in the third grade? Oh, Jim was in the blue reading group. Yes, which was second from the top. Where's your jetpack, Zuckerberg? Yeah. Episode 15, The Search. What is Aaron's rating for Holly out of 40? 27. She Personality is... I, I don't know the actual number. Yeah, yeah. I just it's, know it's out she's, of 40. She's only... Uh, She's only a 16, I think, uh, out of 40. Okay. Personality is a 3. Mm-hmm. Sense of humor is a 2. Ears are like a 7 and a 4. Got it, got it. <laughs> Hilarious. That's so good. <clears throat> oh, you're what? Holly. Yeah. <laughs> what is the name of the man at the gas station who Jim asks to tell Michael to call oh. the office before he drives away? It's on his uniform. Yeah. yeah no. Dave, Kevin, uh, Kent. I don't know. Yeah. Ben. Brian. It's Ben. It's Ben. Kathy. Um, <laughs> you don't have any of my contacts. <laughs> uh, according to Dwight, uh, what is Michael's facial type? Marsupial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, nice. <laughs> what is the path Michael takes while he is lost? What locations does he visit? Uh, the ch- uh, of a Chinese restaurant. Mm-hmm. The uh, bakery. He goes. The, 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 the app. Yep. I would hot dog. S- start with the bakery. Start bakery. The hot dog stand. Yep. There's one uh, more before the, the, the hot the dog stress stand. Ball phone. At the phone place. Yeah. Yeah. Orville Tutenbacher. Yeah. Okay. And you're getting a little out of order, but that's okay. Yeah. There's I mean, a- um, <laughs> there's a there's, uh, a, there's a the pet, pet store. Pet store. Yeah. The pet store. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then, and then we the also have the get to a high ground to top s- of the building, yeah. and of course the Mister Mister Choose. Alex said that yeah. one first. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Uh, good work. Um, episode 19, what are all a uh, garage sale? What are all the items that Dwight trades? He starts with a thumbtack, right? He gets a yes, paper. Correct. Yeah. He gets a yeah. candle. Yep, Meredith's candle. A very cute squid. Very nice. Um, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's out of order. It's whatever, out of order. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we can try to do it in order. He, gets, he trades the can- candle. Goes to uh, Kelly. He gets uh-huh. the books from Kelly. Kelly. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. He trades to Ryan? He gets to the he Ryan's to, pesto. He goes to, he goes to Phyllis next, mm-hmm. who has a Oh, this is a really cute. quick Yeah. Yeah. Shot. I know. I remember it's the like pesto. Ch- I don't Chachkis and crap and like he says these words, but I can't think of what the things is are. Phyllis so have Phyllis the stuffed is... squid? Aaron had the squid, I think. Oh, yeah. you're, right. you're right. Edwin is right. You're right, you're right, you're right. Phyllis has a lobster. Mm -hmm. Phyllis has a lobster. Next is Oscar with a... Uh, Umbrella. Okay. Sure. What about Stanley? I don't know. These these might go too quick for... Like, I I don't have them. Yeah. The the Stanley one, though? Okay, all right. Stanley's uh, Stanley's got the photo oh, album, he right? Which he goes to. Photo album. Like, you should yeah. put it on your mantle. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. uh-huh. He goes to. Yeah. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. You have a, a old black family's uh, photo album on your coffee table. Um, then Ryan's pesto, mm-hmm. Creed's harmonica, mm-hmm. Aaron's oh. squid stuffed animal, uh-huh. Stanley's telescope. telescope. 
And finally, oh, Stanley's Professor effort. Copperfield's Miracle Legumes. So he hits Stanley nice twice. Work. He does get Stanley twice. Wow. It's fine. Stanley's got the mic, uh, the the telescope, I guess. Who the hell, Jim? I cover for your bony butt. <laughs> Who asks Holly to marry them? Okay, uh, Jim. Yep. Stanley. Stanley does. Yep. Uh, Oscar does. Yep. Oscar, yep. Yep. Ryan. Yes. Angela. Yes. And Michael. Yes. There's a, one more. Kevin. Uh, Gabe. Gabe, it is Gabe. It is not Kevin. Uh, Hi, Walter. Episode 20, (laughs) Training Day. Just, uh, let's see. We got five more of these. Five more. These ones are quick. (laughs) Do it, do it. We're getting an on-screen appearance from uh, Walter the cat. Yeah. Fluffiest cat. (laughs) Oh, let me tell you, boys. Fluffiest ragdoll cat. Let me give you some of the best therapy in the world is right here. It's just... Just can we direct view, li- uh, uh, listeners to to Walter's Instagram? Oh yeah, at at Queen Walter. Uh, follow, yeah. like, subscribe. She yeah. is beautiful. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, okay, okay. What does Michael order at the bar where he meets D'Angelo? Tequila sombrero. Kalua sombrero. Oh shit! Kalua sombrero. Right. This is a trivia question right. a few times. Yes, definitely. What are the first three facts D'Angelo shares about himself to the office? Loves the Southwest. Yes, the American peanut, Southwest. A peanut allergy. He's as comfortable correct. at a ball game as he has at an opera. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How many kids yeah. does D'Angelo have? Four. Yeah. That's so funny. I don't know why. That's, <laughs> I don't, that's something that I t- completely missed that. I don't even know. I wa- we, watched it, we watched it today. So yeah. yeah, yeah. What is D'Angelo's... Oh, within the last few days. What is D'Angelo's new assistant's... Full name. Jordan Garfield. Jordan Garfield. Jordan Garfield. And finally, episode 25, Dwight K. Shrew, acting manager. What are the names of Joe's dogs? Oh, Uh, It's like Bobo. We've done this as well. Bobo? Yeah, Bobo is one. Callie. No, but you're close. Something junior. You were closer with Callie. Bobo and Arthur? Kaylee, Cal- Cal- Calvin, Qua, 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 Cornelius, Cornelius, Cornelius. Yes, we got that on our own. Isn't Callie and Joe Junior another one? Oh well, there are other dogs. Okay. So I mean, but I guess we're just talking about what the, the dogs specifically. Stop bagging my head, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, Paige, fabulous job. Uh, an excellent what, trivia. What are you talking about? <laughs> you definitely stumped the guys a couple of times. Uh, 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 great work. If you would like to send us trivia, that was and great try to trivia. Stump these nice dudes, job. very good trivia. Nice um, That's hard uh, to put together. That takes time to put a whole uh, season. Uh, you know, in. if you want to, yeah, if you want to do something similar, another season. Uh, that, that that was a great. Trivia. We'll need a so similar please. one for season eight at some point. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean. Everyone has made trivia for us. I know it all. It takes a lot of time. It's not easy yeah. to do, yeah. and, and we respect uh, we, we respect the time. It, we really appreciate it, and you are um, uh, important important members it, of our show. 
and I've said it before. If you if your trivia gets lost in our emails and you and you think it was a good one, you can you can you totally can, uh, resend you it. You can blame Sean. You can blame me. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but uh, to, to, you know, I mean, it's just as time goes on, they they get buried. So if you if you want to resend it, at, like you know, you can resend it as much as you want, and we'll 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 probably get to it if it's a good one. So email us if you have trivia. MS Podcast Company at gmail.com. And I was never given a name. <laughs> While we're on the subject of trivia, I will plug uh, our event that is coming up at the oh. end of February. Uh, there should have been a, a tag at the beginning of this episode, but um, we are going to be at Lady Justice Brewing on February Saturday, February 26th, 6 p.m. Uh, there will be a trivia event. Uh, it's only We can only have about... 40 people or so. So there is an Eventbrite um, event, eventbrite.com. Uh, we'll put the link. Um, it will be accessible on our on socials, face, Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, just go Twitter. Um, and, uh, and uh, so RSVP, please, if you want to come to that, we would love to see some fans of the show out, out there in Denver, Colorado, Colorado, the sunshine state. <laughs> Don't it's mess totally, with Colorado. Technically, yeah. <laughs> technically Aurora. But we'll also are planning to live stream the trivia, correct? Uh, for our patrons, I for believe. our page, oh, for our Scott's Tots, which you can join at Patreon.com/slash Michael Scott. This is good. We have all the details before you make the announcement. Yeah. <laughs> We're just this is, yeah. The guys are kind of just learning about this. this I've been working with Lady Justice. We're just pinging this for the radar. We'll have more details as the shows go on. But yeah. more to come. Yes. More to come. Yeah. Um. It. It. it yeah. It's. It's going to be a lot of fun. So if you live are in the Denver area, come please come hang out with us. That's going to be so much fun. Um. Uh. Call us, leave us a message, 503-694-9314. We're on Facebook and Instagram. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com. We have a store, mspcstore.com. And we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash michaelscott. Become a Scott's Tot. Scott's Tot, five bucks a month. Uh, you get a bonus mailbag episode. You get ad-free maiden feed episodes. You get, uh, we make a donation together to the Third Good Marshall College Fund. A backlog um, which- of, of if you you immediately get a ton of old mailbag episodes. If you just suddenly want 30 more episodes, they're there. We have some old test recordings. We even have some draft episodes <laughs> yeah. sitting we on there. We have the season two Ted Lasso podcast. And so. and coming up, I mean, we'll, we're going to put out that uh, who's the main character episode that we recorded. We uh, are? <laughs> oh, God. The, the response from our patrons was absolutely put it up. Hilarious. So we're going to just toss it into the wind and see where it spreads. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so bad. Oh, that's great. It's I do not, not want to bad as we think, guys. We were taking it so seriously I... back then. There's yeah, no way it wasn't it's as much bad. fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was much more. We stressful. did learn at one point. Yeah. <laughs> um, special thanks to our Scott's Todd's. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Um, we really hope to see some of you guys out there in Denver. Uh, special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who designs all of our artwork. I am lonely, <laughs> and I need a new Ryan. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, Ryan's going to be out there in, in Denver with us. So come hang out, please. Um, this episode was recorded over video chat. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us, for spending some time with us, for sending in voicemails and emails yeah. for uh, 
uh, send, telling us that you like the show for complaining that we didn't take a certain thing. Uh, we appreciate all of it. So uh, just know that we appreciate uh, everyone listening and engaging with us. It really means the world and uh, makes doing this show, hanging out with uh, with uh, with friends, just a joy. Uh, I can't believe we get to do it every week. So um, just uh, know that we love you. Take care. Stay safe. <laughs> See you next week. Pippity poppy, give me the solid. Yes. yes. See you later, building. Da-da. Da 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 da